We are live. It is 2.04 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8.04 p.m. BST in the UK. This is the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe, the best podcast no one has ever heard of. We are live early an hour, so sorry if you were thinking it was 3.9. It's Mother's Day in the United States. It's not in the UK. I thought it was. When I sent a message to Joe earlier, I said, hey, happy Mother's Day. He's like, mm, not Mother's Day in the UK. What is it in the UK, by the way? Sunday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's great. That's okay. Yourself. Well, you know what? Google it, folks. You know, just, hey, Google, what's Mother's Day in the UK? And they'll tell you. I don't really want to do the research for you at this point. It's easy. So. And we are live with uh, a guest uh, known in parts on our circles as Andrew, but more probably well-known as Fat Produce. Andrew, how are you, sir? Welcome to the show. First time, long-time listener, first-time caller, right? So welcome to oh, the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, th- I'm, I'm, I, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, this is just great. It's been it's been a while since I've been on a podcast, and and it's and it's great because it's. I feel like there's about a year worth of tech we've got to catch up on. Yeah, and we and I remember your old show with, uh, was it Demir? Yeah, 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 yeah. How, how, have you talked to him? How is Demir Frank? How is he doing? He's, he, he's pretty good. Uh, I have, you know, I haven't had, I've been so busy this past year that I haven't really had as, I, I haven't been able to talk to him as much as I, as I would like to. Um, but I remember he was getting back into biking again, which was really good because he had just had a bad accident and I could have, having someone who's at, being someone who's had a, a reconstruction surgery, mm-hmm. I can definitely sympathize with him on that. So, Oh yeah. Like I said, I used to love Demir had his, his videos are really good, especially about the camera on the phones oh, yeah. he was trying out. Um, also was kind of nice because he, he approached it from phones that maybe Americans didn't always have. So you like the Huawei's and the, which is kind of funny because back then it was kind of like, it wasn't such a push to have those kind of like Chinese branded phones. And then because mm-hmm. he was in Germany, he was able to access a lot of the phones that, you know, and he did the regular, I, I just liked his content. I thought I liked his accent. I thought it was, it was pretty good. So I'm glad he's doing and doing pretty well. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of missed hearing from him. So yeah, he, he, he is, he's really nice with his content and how he reviews. Cause he's also, he can be, he has that gruff quality, which is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Cause, right. Cause there's something to be said about, you don't have to be diplomatic about a product right. all the time. And, and uh, he's that. very, very honest about it, which, which I found, uh, which is really a lot of fun. <laughs> so it was great. Or, or if you, if we had, a, if we disagreed, then it was, it was really fun. Cause you know, you don't have to tip, we never tiptoed around it, you know, which is a lot of, which was fun, more entertaining. So, yeah. And then Adita's in the chat. So we got Barry Johnson. We got Dan uh, Adita. He, he missed the process podcast. I do too. That's why I mentioned, I mentioned that mm-hmm. I was, I really kind of, I know it was, I know the frequency kind of got kind of, kind of extreme, you know, kind of extended. Yeah, and, li- and life happened, and and yeah. it kind of just had one of those things where it just kind of we had to take a break. And I- I'd like to try and get it back going again, but I need to kind of figure out exactly what time's going to work. Yeah, uh, exactly. Working. Well, especially I'm, I'm it, getting back into the flow again. And well, and what, that's the problem yeah. that me and Joe have is you know it's the time change, right? So he's six hours ahead, so it's trying to coordinate those times. It's different, like me and Andrew kind of both live in missouri so if mm-hmm. people don't know we both live in the same actual state um, yeah about uh you live in columbia still right no i actually live down by springfield now okay so oh okay yeah so it's, so it's not the edge of the earth but you can see it from there right it's about so <laughs> so springfield from st louis would be right about four hours if you if you it's just limit. yeah it's around three to four ish hours if, if you so. pushed it you could probably get there in three um yeah depending on how 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 unsafe i feel like driving right so it, yeah, it's not too far away but like i said for joe realize that he lives in a country that i think from 
from not necessarily north to south, clearly, obviously from Northern Ireland to like the, you know, the cliffs of Dover, it's probably about eight or nine hours, but side to side, it's probably about two and a half, three hours. So the people in the UK don't understand. It's like, yeah, Andrew lives about four hours away. He's like, holy shit. Like you had to fly, you got to like get a plane, right. To go see him. Like, no, I just get in a car. Literally cross country. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So in the UK, they, they don't really, I don't, it's a small, smaller country than the United States. Actually, I think the UK is probably is about the size of Virginia. It's a different mindset. Like I, right. I said to Sam, oh, you'd have to get a hotel and stay over, wouldn't you? Fuck goes, no, it's only a three-hour drive. No, I, I would get up. I'd probably mindset. I think, oh, three hours, bloody hell, I'll no. have to stay, no, I, stay the night. So probably if I was going to so, go dr- drive to Andrew's house, I'd probably like 5, 36 a.m., get there about 10. we go out oh. and get breakfast and then hang out, and then I would just – if I'd stayed over, cool. If not, I just get back mm-hmm. and I'm going to drive back to St. Louis and get home about three and a half hours later. So, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I, I went on a trip. I went on a trip to to meet up with some friends uh, in Philly, and there were people there. Like there was a couple of friends who drove like ten hours, and hmm. and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you get your chill time basically, and you can kind of listen to whatever you want, and you kind of make. Part of it also is like the long drive is part of the experience too. Sometimes. Oh yeah, if, especially if you're driving. If you're riding in the car, then <laughs> but if you're that's driving, you have, that's what you have a, a switch for, or you have an audio book or something like that. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so good well, deal. No so, tech projects, podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh or, yes, or you, exactly. Or you can listen to Perfect your listening. back catalog of podcasts from the Nomad Tech Project. You could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not saying you have by to. The way, everyone here should. But you should. You should put it right in your Absolutely. ears. So, and then we also want to mention that we are – our uh, we have a sponsor. Uh, Joe, who is our sponsor for the show? I don't know. Extreme Skins. Oh, www.extremeskins.co.uk. Cool. What do they do yeah. there at Extreme Skins? I, I forgot. I think they they, – they, uh, they put beautiful skins on your tech. They protect your tech in style. There you go. And they're a lot more affordable. They deliver worldwide. So if you know, we're not going to mention the other company that does skins. They don't no. pretend they're robots. No, they don't. And, and no. Oh, and okay. As a matter of fact, it, and if you take their skins and you apply them incorrectly, possibly they will actually burn you on social media. They will actually get on Twitter and make fun of you. Legitimately, like they will burn you. It's pretty good. There, there are a lot of a lot of good folks over there. So extremeskins.co.uk. Go check them out. Get you some. Get some skins for your phones. Make them look nice, and that kind of thing. And then also. As you know, we're part of the Purposely Pixel team over on the YouTube channel. So go check that out. Even if you're not a Pixel fan, if you have a Pixel, you probably already follow them. If you don't have a Pixel, eh, you should follow them anyway. They're good people. We got Lenny and all of them over there. They got a good group. Neil, check them out. Purposely Pixel YouTube channel. And uh, we we appreciate their support and their their energy and everything else. They've really done good for. And that's where it's currently streaming right now. So we have our Twitch channel, Nomad Tech Project. Go look for it. Nobody goes to it. You should subscribe yeah. to it. You don't have to pay for it. Please don't, don't send us money because we don't give a shit about that. Uh, but at least try to go at least do a throw a sub. Maybe. Or not. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It's just like you listen to it later on. It's fine. So now that we've got our plugs out of the way, I, I guess, Joe, you had a question about Andrew's username. What, what is yeah, that? I've always wondered. Why fat produce? So that's actually an interesting question. So I actually, so I have a brother and two cousins with fragile X syndrome. So they're special needs and, and, and they're very social people. Uh, and, and so we were, it's, it's one of those things where we, and they have some wonderful sayings and, and it's, it's fun how they come up with some of the sayings that they have. And so we, we went to a grocery store and came across some particularly large cantaloupe 
And one of my cousins just looked at it and said, wow, that's some fat produce. And that's that's how it stuck. Uh, they, they, right? And, and, and it's really good. I've never had any sort of thing where I have to go, fat produce, 156, or anything anything like that, right. uh, which, which I've been thankful for. Uh, but they, they've also come up with some other wonderful uh, uh, terms. And it's, and it's wonderful, the thought process, too, because it's clever. Um, they So one time I was driving them back uh, or I was, I was riding in a vehicle and we were going back, like to drop him off at work or something. And we were in a traffic jam in Kansas city. And it's one of those things where they understood, like my cousin understood that the anatomical reference plus the situation equals the curse. And so we're sitting there and, the, and you know, at a dead stop and he's just, he's shaking his head and he goes, man, this is a bunch of penis traffic. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's really clever. It's <laughs> a pretty interesting way to look at it. I would have, right? Yeah, exactly. It was funny how <laughs> how they can conceptualize and perceive the world. So their their commentary of said world comes from a different angle, but it's appropriate, right? right? It's just right, a different way of looking at it. Instead of going all this bunch of effing traffic or something, they you know it, they chose the clever route and and like went within the rules, perceived yeah. rules. So that yeah. sounds good. But so yeah, that, that's. That's kind of the origin of my of my screen name. Uh, That's cool. It's, yeah, not what I expected at all. <laughs> yeah, no one ever really. Te- it's, it's very. It's a very specific story background for it. Well, and and that and I like that because then it makes it specifically unique to you, and it's not hacky or weird or like maybe sponged off of somebody else. I mean, it's very, mm. very kind of I, 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 iconic, and also specifically is. Is, is tied directly to you. So that's that. I, I had kind of heard parts of that story. I thought I, at least for, I'm vaguely familiar with it, but I'm glad we actually had to actually hear the, the details get, of that story. Get the myth. Yeah, set, 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 we had yeah. to get the mythology set right, you know. Right. You got you to gotta set it up good. So, you know, we appreciate that. So then we also want to get into I know I think the last time I, I spoke to you, I think you were you saw the, the OnePlus 7 Pro. And I know you got rid of it. I'm pretty sure you had the Note 20, but I, I couldn't swear to it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious where, where we are right now as far as your current. Okay, cool. We're still rocking it with the UAG yeah, still... case, of course. Of oh yeah. Course. Well, and and with the with a skin like under it because I like the UAG UAG cases because they can actually the plasma ones because you can actually see the right. back and it kind of looks like a and it kind of looks like a like one of those old uh, uh, Game Boys. Yeah, um, I, I won't say the brand, but <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's been good. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, this is the first Samsung phone I've been. So I've avoided using Samsung for ten years, basically, um, because I'm a contrarian. Uh, I you know, I it's it's actually kind of funny. So um, I've I've basically inherited, and I've got to, I need to sell it, but I have my mother's old iPhone, and so it, it's 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 been a weird look where I sign into my accounts on there and it's like, Oh, I wonder what alternate reality, Andrew, who, who, you know, went full on an iOS, what he would have done with this. And I'm like, man, he was a, he was boring. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but it, it's been interesting. There's, you know, I, I picked the note 20 ultra because it had, it was the last flagship Samsung phone or one of the last flagships to have an SD card slot. Mm-hmm. And I, and I didn't have the budget for a Sony phone. So, um, it's one of those things where it's been nice and it's been, and I, there's, there are a lot of little things that add up that I enjoy about the, about the one you want to experience. There are other aspects I don't really like, but it's, it's overall, it's been a really good experience. And so I think after this, 
My, I assuming that they make certain changes in foldable design, hinge design. Mm-hmm. I think I'll go with a foldable after this in the next like year or two. Yeah, and I and I did. Yeah, I did, and right? I did try. I I had a fold three. Um, I I I didn't like it as much. I I don't know why. I, I think it's because it was one. It was the outside screen was not usable. I didn't think it was okay. Too bulky, and then also I just. I, I, I thought about and I worried about and I still do the long-term durability of a foldable screen, right? At well, least from Samsung and that iteration. Maybe, you know, the, the Apple Fine N's fine and, you know, the new Huawei stuff's good um, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, I was one of those thing, it. it's one of those things where they like if material science isn't going to if they aren't going to change the material for the display, then they then Samsung needs to change the de- design of the hinge to incorporate the teardrop once it's closed because right. that's because I think that's the problem with the with all the spontaneous cracking and in screen destruction that's been happening on their mm-hmm. foldables is just the hinge needs to be redesigned. Right. And if they and, don't do that with the fold four, then pff, I'm staying away. And the DT has given you something. He looks you again. Like I said in the show, you're like, like a really more professional. The show really deserved. So we really appreciate <laughs> the, the, the nice T-shirt and the, the, the sport coat. That was very nice. Oh, well, very thank nice. you. I, you know, I might as well. And, and I figure I go a little retro, too, with my with my actual Sony Walkman headphones. Right. And, and I was, yeah, you had mentioned that. those before the show. And I was like, no, if you need to totally rock, if, if those things work, you need to totally, use they it. actually sound really good. They've never stopped sounding good. Yeah. Uh, since then. So it's, it's kind of funny. And it even has like the knot that, the, that my parents ended up putting right. in back in the eighties, like to, you know, to keep, you know, as, as, you know, it's one of those things where like they've repaired them several times. Right. I, I'm just impressed rocking, that the, so. the foam around the ear cups hasn't degraded like it wears. In that well, place. the reason why it hasn't is because about two years ago, I discovered it behind the the audio the audio setup, like the head unit in the back. So it's uh, been back there in a time capsule for the past right. like 15, 20 years. Saved. Yeah, it's a good deal. So I, I knew, as I said, I, I remember you really have liking the, the OnePlus 7 Pro. And I think really – It was good. And of, course, and, of course, everybody, you know, the the, the powers that be and, the you know, the OnePlus intelligentsia, right? They claim that's the last – great one plus device right the one plus seven pro yeah it's it's like it they claim it um it was really good um i still think one plus makes great devices now um i yeah. the what was yeah, it? My, so. my wife is actually using the one plus 8t and she really likes okay. it it's got better yeah. battery life um the the one thing i will say that annoyed me about this whole process was so we both had one plus seven pros she had an, a t-mobile on uh, that she one that she had had back had unlocked and i had a factory unlocked one well with hers, she ended up uh, – so we are on Cricut Wireless, which um, if you mm-hmm. don't have any phones that are on their whitelist that support Bolti, then they just cut off your service with mm-hmm. it. And so um, I had already sold my OnePlus 7 Pro, uh, my unlocked one, and then it turns out she was going to have to switch out because it was the one model number that wouldn't work. And I was like, damn it, I should have just like swapped it and then sold hers. But Right. First world problems. Um, but the, but the AT has been really good. It's lasted really well. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't really get the one plus hate that happens. That's happened since, uh, the Oppo kind of merger as much. Cause I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still think they make quality devices. I think it comes down to the fact that 
remember the the genesis of the OnePlus brand, right? It was the the CyanogenMod, mod, the three hundred dollar invite only, disruptive, cheap, mm-hmm. kick ass phone, right? And I think a lot of OnePlus fans really gravitated to that at first, and I think they they feel that they've sold out. And I guess the question would be is, well, what do you expect the company to really do? I mean, did, they, did you really think they were going to stay in that disruptive signage and mod lineage, AOSP, you know, making crap phones that are really cheap that you have to get an invite system? Or are they going to try to, you know, homogenize and try to get more mainstream, right? Because that's what you, you want to do. You want to grow the brand. The whole point is to grow the brand. Um, mm-hmm. And in the United States, that growth equals carrier availability it just it just does and so mm-hmm. they're kind of like kind of one of those things where they're kind of like kind of between the rock and the hard place right they they don't yeah. want to do that because that's antithetical to their their brand as it started but in order to get penetration into a u.s market you're going to have to kind of play that game and so they did you know they were carrier options for one plus but now the problem is i could get a one plus 10 pro the problem is because of apple uh because of at&t's whitelisting it's not listed on there. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't have the choice now. So I have to kind of live either. I have to make a choice of living in that AT&T carrier system, or I have to, you know, step out of it and maybe get a one plus 10 pro, but then maybe it's switch to T-Mobile and something I just don't really want to do. Well, I think that those devices will still work like the newer ones. As long as it has Volte, it should still work. It's it, the big thing is legacy devices yeah. that they were, that were on the whitelist. Um, and it, it it is a little bit more, especially with 5G, it's a little bit more complicated now getting an unlocked device. Because, mm. you know, I always try to go within a factory unlocked device because I want to get my I want to get my updates directly from the manufacturer. Um, that was the one thing with, I had the LG V60. I, right. It was an AT&T variant. And I, I loved that phone, except for the fact, yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, Aditya. The, the, ex- the only thing that, that really was terrible about it was they never made an unlocked variant. I could not get it unlocked, even though it was paid off. It was mm-hmm. it was always through some hell between LG and AT and T, passing the buck between them, and then right. I could not being on Cricket Wireless. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And they and then also uh, between since I was on Cricket Wireless and it was an AT and T branded LG V60, I could only update the phone or the dual screen case if I had an active AT and T SIM card in it. <laughs> so I'd ha- so I would have to go to the AT and T store and be like, hey, uh, could I, uh, could you guys stick one of your demo sims in mind to update? And they're like, well, no, <laughs> you know, half the time they're like, what? what? No, are you gonna buy something from us? No, get out, you know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I ended up switching that set that sucker up, but it was good. Like I really yeah. enjoyed that phone a lot. Yeah. Um, and and so it's just kind of one of those things that you know. Yeah, yeah, you really can't, uh, you know, it, there's been a lot of transition this past 24 to 48 months. Yeah, exactly. So, Joe, did, uh, I saw that you took a picture with that Pixel 6, the, it, was it a snail? Is that the picture? Yeah, yeah, that was the, on the telephoto. Man, the that. The is awesome in good light. I tell you what, that kind of makes me wish I, I would have got the 6 Pro, because, wow. Funny you say it, Dietje said the same it was like wow! I saw that photo. I was like, "Holy shit, that's a really good shot." I mean, it that's was, one it was a, 
Oh, I'm sorry, you were after. Go on. Uh, it was just it was just a really good photo. Like I said, and unfortunately with the just regular six, I don't have a telephoto, so that would would have been a challenging shot. To, it would have probably yeah. Week. Yeah, the, oh, the telephoto has been a huge thing that like that's the reason that's one of the reasons why I went with with the Note 20 Pro. Also, I'd never actually owned a Note. Um, but but just that periscoping telephoto zoom lens is actually really nice. Uh, yeah. I didn't think that I would use it as much as I do. Um, and and it's also the ultra wide's nice. pretty nice on that as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the telephoto in this one is really really quite good. Um, it'll go. 10 times before it starts digitally cropping, I think. Mm, yeah. And, and it, it works really well. Um, I've used it for some utilitarian purposes as you know, to, to just zoom it back and it actually works. I've been very, very happy with it. Um, that as weird as a niche reason to get a Samsung phone as it was. One thing that really drew me also to trying out Samsung was I can, there's a sound, there's an app on the galaxy store specifically. And this is something that should be just across every Android device. But it, what it does is it gives you, it's called sound assistant and it gives you significantly more uh, uh, volume control options. Like you control, you can control volume on an individual app basis and you can play audio from one app from multiple apps at once simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I'm driving and I'm listening to an audiobook or podcast, I can have some music on in the background, which mm -hmm. I feel like should be, you should be able to do this period on any smartphone. Definitely, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Right, it, right. It's it's great, but it's it's Samsung exclusive. Because um, it's part of the good lock. Feature. Right. Um. Also, also, Joe, I just want to say, spectacular, uh, war, uh uniform. Thank you. Sam. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean Joe, move, move, like show. <laughs> want to see my right. chest? So is that is that oh, the one? Yeah. Is it is it? Okay, I don't know the color, so because I'm not a Star Trek. Well. I like the show. It's, I don't know shit about it. So is it that's the guy that gets killed every time, or is that the red no. shirt dude? Well, no, no. It, it's gold yeah. is command in TUS in the 23rd century, but then okay. in the 24th century they switch. It's gold is is the one who die, who dies or gets right. I just remember the red shirt guy gets like goes on their way mission and gets. It's like he's dead. So okay. I have to admit, I'm more next generation, more of a next generation mm. fan. So, uh -oh, just my so, uh, well, and the oh, funny yeah. thing is, and I and hot take, I loved D Space Nine. That was my favorite. I I know that's it's and so then I, apparently it's sacrilege. Apparently, I found out in the Star Trek universe that nobody liked it. I love D Space no, Nine. The, I love that show. D Space Nine was more appreciated after the fact, right? I um, I love yeah. that setup between Cisco and the whole all that and Doctor Bashir. That to me. I wanted to see a space station as opposed to because it was always a ship, right? The Voyager. Mm -hmm. It was always a ship. That was the only one. It was like a, a station that had ships interact with it, right? I I was I was a huge fan of Deep Space Nine. I still am. I, I like oh, it. The most. It's it's good. Then I think you would like Babylon Five as well if you can get past the cheap sets and the even cheaper CGI effects. Uh, but it's really well written, and yeah, and also purposely gaming. Yes, that's Matt. I... Matt. Matt's in the chat. Oh, I love Matt. Matt. Yes, yes. By the way, yes. P Picard. So, so I will quote Red Letter Media on Picard, and it's apt. I feel like trying to critique Star Trek Picard is like me being an art critic trying to critique a six-year-old's finger paintings that's stuck on the front of a refrigerator. Oh, really? Is that bad? It's. I've not checked it out yet. I, I watched. I think, I think I watched the first 
like yeah. three or four episodes of the of the first season. I'm like, I can't. I, I don't care about this show. Like, I don't care about this show. Now, granted, I'm not exactly a Trekkie or I'm not a Star Wars. Like, I mean, I'm not really into the, into the universes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like watching them from the periphery. Um, But, yeah, I couldn't get through it. I'm like, I really don't care about this show at all. I just don't it's, care. It's so bad. But I will say the first episode of Strange New Worlds was okay. But I but so is the first episode of season two of Picard. And I got I, I got burned and I still watched it because I have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it still, even though you said that. I'm still right. So, it. so I think so. I know what to complain about. Right. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so what so, happened yeah. was, yeah. So back real quick. So back to the phone. So I mm. I had to do a thing. So my daughter had a note. My my old Note 10. I don't know if anybody remember. I bought a Note 10, and then I had it for like two months. And my daughter was like, she had an iPhone 6s Plus and wanted to get rid of it. So I was like, well, shit, the only phone I have is this one. So here you go. So I gave her the Note 10. She used it for two years, and finally she's done with it. And and she's like, hey, Dad, I, the battery's kind of trash, and I want to try something new. I said, well, <laughs> the only two devices I have currently is the Pixel 6, which I don't want to give up, and the P30, which – I don't really want to give you. So I told her, I said, okay, well, that's a personal thing. And first of all, it's a Huawei phone and it's a, it's a color OS Huawei version. So there's oh. a lot of Chinese and she'd be like, uh, uh, cause she likes to do a lot of the talking and it's Celia, right? There's no, I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's not. So I said, okay, well, I'll give her the one plus six. So I got the note 10 back and I use it for a couple days. I go, you know what? Screw this. I'm done with it. So I went out and, Oh, nice! I, I will tell you, I, I I've had it since like Thursday. I don't want to like this phone because that means that every moment I have a sim in this, that means I'm not using my Duo Two. But I, I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a good phone. It's stupid. I know. I, I, I hate to say it. Aren't watching, oh, Sam's I can't. I, can't, S, I still have a Pixel, Ultra. so don't. And I and I love the Pixel. I I miss the, the features. I miss all that stuff. I miss the live transcribe. I, I miss all that stuff, right? But my daughter's got it, so at least it's it's still in the house. So I know her. In a year and a half, from fair, now, phone's coming back to me. <laughs> so I know it's coming back to me, right? Um, Be fair, Sam. Two of the guys in the Purposely Pixel team have a P- Pixel Six Pro and the S Twenty Two Ultra, and there's a lot they like about the S Twenty Two Ultra. To be fair, I well, first of all, a lot the of things. Thing is, and I try to tell people is this isn't my first a note, essentially. I've had the note four, the note five. I didn't get a seven because by the time I was ready to get the seven, it decided to go nuclear and like burn up and like line on fire. But I had an eight, a nine, I, I had a 10, I lost. And then I didn't get a 20. So the one that Andrew's got, um, mm. I skipped it. And I'm telling you right now, I've used it for like when I first turn on, I look at the screen, I'm like, oh. You know, I love my yeah, duo. I love my duo too, but man. When you start using the pen and you get back to the old school, I, I'm not even gonna lie, man. I'm not even gonna cap. It's it's a fantastic device, and I I've got the whole battery's not great, but I know it takes a while to kind of get used to you. But I I'm, I took I took some pictures the other day, kind of around the neighborhood. I took some pictures of our our lake and stuff with the 10x zoom, and I was like, wow, I can't get these shots on a duo. And I, and I, I realize it's two different kinds of devices, right? I, I, so I'm not an idiot. I realize that, but it's uh, man, I, I, the three, three, like 72 hours in. Yeah. Okay. I, I can, I can, I can rock the duo and I can rock this S22 ultra. It's fantastic. I really like how, it. How would you say your experience between the soft one UI on, on that and your software experience on the duo two has been, 
uh, this early on kind of comparison between? Um, I like I like One UI. I think this version of the Android 12, so I guess it's 4.1, is really, really good. It's integrated well to the phone. I, I still like the way that the software works on the Duo, only because the, the problem I don't like with the Duo is, remember, Microsoft Launcher isn't integrated into the OS. It's on top of it. As a right. right, so it, you still get some jank and that kind of thing, but I will tell you that I, I will say that you know, obviously, this version of One UI is pretty good. Like, I don't really want to. Normally, it was when I had the older Samsungs and obviously TouchWiz and all those. Oh, that cool. that was coming off, right? It was it was Nova Launcher, it was Launcher, it was you know Microsoft Launcher, it was something else. I really don't feel like I have to do that, especially with GoodLock, right? So I can throw some mm-hmm. icon packs on there. I I think honestly. I know, I know maybe this is another thing that you know people will kind of get you know crabby about because nobody wants to root for the Yankees, right? Even <laughs> Yankees fans kind of feel like, yeah, I mean, you know, so I get it. But I'm telling you right now, in the game right now for the price, Samsung with this phone really delivers. I mean, honestly, the software, the 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 capability, the pen, you know, I got a good deal on it. So I, you know, I know I want to kind of hate on because it's kind of like you're, oh, you're just one of those Samsung guys now. Like, well, I have been. I've had notes. Actually, the matter of fact is, I've never owned an S series device. The entire it's really always been notes. <laughs> and so and going I mean, on from Andrew's question, how about multitasking? How does that compare? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And I, I don't give a shit what anybody says. And the reason why, <laughs> and here's the reason why is because. A lot of people have used an S22, right, or S21 or S20 or whatever, right? I get it. If you're using a Duo, you cannot replicate what the Duo can do multitasking on any other device, even an Oppo Find N, a Z Fold 3 or whatever. It's not the same. Two independent screens. Again, I'm in a unique position where I've used a dual screen device, a Duo. Multitasking? No. No. The Duo 2 still is superior. I don't give it. And if anybody says that, it's not either one, they've never used a Duo or Duo 2, and two, they're being objectively dishonest about it. Mm-hmm. Because multitasking on a foldable or a dual screen device is far superior than any slab phone, even, even an S22 Ultra, which really is designed to be a, a productivity device, right? Because you got mm-hmm. definitely. Although, yeah. here's the thing I su- this sucks, Aunt Samsung, really. You made the pen black. Make the they made the tap. They made the top magenta, like the plunger thingy. The whole pen, like on my oh my, I think it was my Note Nine. It was the blue one. The pen was right. Little things on, like that. Really like, make the fucking magenta. Really, dude. So, come on, seriously. Come get the fuck. Out so here. I was the guy Maybe. who was like, you know what? I'm gonna waste money, and I just went and ordered a green one for my black. Shit, uh, uh, yeah, why not? It's Note. black. It goes with everything, right? Right, and I was like, "Oh, we'll get green," and and so yeah, so I've got an extra S Pen for whenever I do decide to sell this on Swappa. That will get me maybe ten dollars more of my price. Also, if you're up, if you're a right-handed person, you're usually holding the device in your left hand, right? And I and I hate the pen silo here. I wish it was here. They should go back to the the silo on on the right side. You use the pen much, then, Sam? Oh, uh, all the time. Oh, yeah, I mean, all the shutter to me. The shutter, I use it to select, like, copy stuff, circle stuff on screenshots. Yeah. I use the pen all the time. And and that was the thing, too, is I, I kind of wish I, you know, I know it's hard to do on the Duo, obviously. I wish they would make a slimmy, slim, slim pen. I don't know if you can make a, a slim, ultra slim pen for the Duo and actually put it in 
there's there's something about a silo that is just great because like i said with having a slim pen attached to the phone i know that microsoft's done a good job with the slim pen too and magnets and stuff but nothing nothing beats the silo i but i use my pen all the time and so that's why i'm a, i'm i'm a, a note fan that's why i, I kind of went with this i so far after about 72 hours my I'll, I'll tell you this much my duo has been sitting in the drawer for three days and it might sit there for a little bit while longer until Ooh. i can really yeah, I mean, is that, that's is that really... hell freezing over? I see <laughs> right, especially with me being <laughs> being the 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 unapologetic Homer for the duo that I am. Multitasking still, the duo crushes any phone out there. Um, but man, that's the only thing it crushes right now: the software experience, the pen, the cameras. There's room for them to... both in your life, Sam. It's good. There's room well, for I mean, both it... in your life. Well, and that's it's what I. Like women, you can't have two phones. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want to have two women. I, I, that's, no, that's a challenge. One's enough. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, folks. So that way we're clear. That, that's Joe. <laughs> By the way, so right. Joe, what, what, are, what is your daily driver right now that you're rocking? Six. Oh, Pixel Six Pro. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and then yeah, how, really how is it? How's the experience been with that over time for you, with updates and everything? Um, it's only got better, really. But I never had many issues like some people had. And oh, actually, really? life, the only thing I've found is there's one game I've got recently. And it's a basic game, but it's in um, beta and it kills the battery. It's just this one game. <laughs> it's weird. What kind of game is it? Is it like, it's like a click game? Is it like, what, what game is it? Well, it's, um, it's like a block game. You know, when you shoot the balls and it like had the blocks have numbers. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that should be a straightforward game. There must be some sort of optimization that's lacking. Yeah, it's got well it is in on. in, in um, beta like I said, so it's like um I think there's something wrong with it. But I'm that's... I'm playing it because I need tokens for a different game. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing into their business model. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm a sucker. Well, it's it's actually funny. Speaking of like battery drain, so I have a Galaxy Tab S6 that I use with like the with the keyboard bit on there, and nice. and I actually got a USB C hub and uh, and actually plugged in my my. So I have a Model M like keyboard. Oh, old school goodness! Oh, boy. old school! Like like you can beat someone to death with this thing, right? And I have to use I have to use that. active noise cancellation to keep people from hearing it when I type on it. Well, I plugged it into my to my Tab S six to use with Dex, yeah. and it worked really really great, except for the fact that this keyboard takes a lot of power, and I could just see my battery going down on on my wow. Tab S six. I mean, it was wild, but I mean. It's it's a thirty year old. Well, te- technically, this one is newer than that because it's made by Unicomp. But you know, thirty year old designs, basically. Right. Uh, I mean, that it was just crazy. But yeah, Barry Johnson. Yeah, IBM Model M keyboard. The best. It's the best. Well, here, it's the, be- it's the, the best. Like work keyboard ever. I I want to talk more about like you. So we were talking before the show about you taking like older hardware and keyboards, and so like. Tell me more about what what that's about, like where that's at, like what started. I, I'm more, I'm curious about that because I, to be honest with you, I mean I've got a really awesome keyboard, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind rocking an old mainframe IBM keyboard. Oh yeah, sure. they're great. So so this happened around the time of the pandemic where I switched. So ironically enough, so I had a Microsoft ergonomic keyboard and I got a new one, 
and the, the redesigned one. And ironically enough, it, it, it hurt my wrist. So, mm. so I was like, okay, fine. I'll get a mechanical keyboard. And then I, and I got a cherry MX board, you know, the one that that's, that's the, the type of switches that are like the most common that you see these days. And it was okay. But I, I have a, I, I, there's a YouTube channel called, uh, um, LGR, uh, lazy mm. game reviews, but it's mainly like retro computer tech. And so I really enjoy, enjoy that. And so, um, I got into, uh, into model M keyboards cause I, cause those are like my favorite keyboards growing up and the ones I learned to type on growing up. And, and so, uh, I, I there's a whole hobbyist community behind it. Um, that is very, that thrives. And so it's actually interesting. So I ended up going and, and it's pretty straightforward for restoring some of these, uh, at least depending unless there's specific issues. Um, so I ended up getting off of eBay, a couple of terminal. So there it's, it's, so it's a different layout, but so instead of having, instead of having, you know, 12 function keys, mm -hmm. there's 24. Whoa. And there's like a, and there's like a, a cross nav and, and I was going to say, do you, do you have like a, there's like a button that triggers the, the 13 through 24. Room. So, so those have individual scan codes on the original IBM ones, but the ones that were made later by Unicomp, which, so long story short, IBM, then they, then they sold their stuff to Lex, Lexmark and then Lexmark stopped, stopped making them and then Unicomp started making them. And, and there are different things like the older ones, uh, uh, all have their own individual scan codes, while the newer ones basically act as sh like a Shift F1 through Shift F12 instead of their own buttons. Okay. So yeah, so it's like that's why I it's been I've been going through it like trying to repair the old stuff because it doesn't quite fit the new stuff and they're you know, um and so I this have is not good for podcasting, but I want to hear you typing on that. Oh man, oh, hold on. Ticky, ticky, Hold on, let, hold on. Let me switch my audio because right now I actually have the noise cancellation on, so no one can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> right. We we want to hear all the clicky goodness. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. All right. Stand by. Um. Let me get someplace. Type someplace that's not gonna cause issues. Oh, oh yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's good though. Apparently, the like, model Fs are really good too, but the, they don't have modern layouts. Um, so what I ended up getting, hold on, let me switch my audio back to. Uh, there we go. Um, so essentially, the um, I picked up a couple of terminal keyboards, which were used for like terminal computers, so they don't have lock lights or anything, mm -hmm. um, and they were filthy. Like, uh, it, it's actually, it's fascinating going in and looking at this because disassembling it, I could, I could tell that it was used like in a banking or, or financial, uh, uh industry because the most filthy part was the numpad under the, under the keys. And, uh, and also like you can go through and like, uh, they use plastic rivets to hold them together and they get brittle over time. So you can do what's called bolt modding them. Um, and it's, it worked really well. And they're actually membrane key, like membranes under there you know, as far as, uh, detecting, uh, what button is pressed. And so I've had to go through getting like a pin with conductive ink and fixing oh. the, the electrical continuity. And, and it's, it's been fascinating. Um, and so, yeah, but it's, it's been fun. It, I, I like going and restoring those old keyboards and use, and not only just restoring them, but one of them, I'm actually going to convert to USB, but I'd like to, the idea of having these old boards that can be repurposed for modern uses. Yeah. So it's one of those, they don't that's make a video I'd watch. 
Yeah, absolutely. right. Yeah, I, I would too. And then, uh, so looks like Matt's got a question. It's like, I don't know, YouTube video, or would you use a basic cheapest on Amazon setup for a week? I don't really oh. know. Like for a keyboard? I I would have guessed. Yeah. I mean, I I would. I would probably. My fingers would probably hate me for it. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm also like like okay. So if if I'm if I was on a laptop and I'm on a video call, you could see the laptop shaking for me, just pounding my fingers on the keyboard. And right. that's why like these old IBM boards are so satisfying because I can just freaking do that, you know. Um, white time. Yeah, it, well, and, and it takes more force because they're buckling yeah. springs, so the the spring that's inside literally buckles, and so right. it does take more actuation force to actually actuate it. Right, key um, travels or that like, that distance between keys. So I guess my question yeah. is: is that distance between keys, or is that depth of key push? So, so it's it's the amount of force that's required to depress the key. Right, so that's key and, travel. Right, okay. and then there's actuation point, which is where where and and where the key is down, it actually actuates. Right, and it's about like I'd say halfway down. Um, I, I I had another keyboard, the vintage one that I actually took plate springs out of and made it into a linear switch, which is like good for gaming where you don't have much resistance. But the actuation point was so high up that I would rest my key my fingers on the keys because I it would actuate, it. Yeah. and it would actuate yeah. for me just like resting my fingers on it. Right, and so and I was... ended up selling that, and I cleaned the whole board up. I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be great for like a cheap gaming, you know, thing." And I included all the plate springs if they want to put them back. And then the guy reached back out to me and said, "Thanks, this is great." I ripped out all the switches and used them in my own keyboard. Now I'm like, "So great. here's a, here's an interesting. This is really for both of you guys, but have have you ever used a, a Dvorak keyboard layout? Dvorak, I gotta I gotta look this up here. So." Yeah. Well, I have yeah, a buddy but... who uses a divorce. He got turned onto it in college. So it's an alternate court. It's not QWERTY, right? So they put the keys. He's used a Dvorak keyboard for years, and he swears by it. That is a weird layout. I'm yeah, he swears by it. Now, if you're a, of a hunt and peck typer like me, no. <laughs> he he got turned on to this in college. And that's He has an actually a Dvorak layout keyboard. And I swear, he absolutely swears by it. He thinks it's it's superior to a QWERTY setup. That that is a. I can't. I, and that's and that's the problem. I think so many people that the world like ninety nine point nine percent of the world. The funny thing is, you're a keyboard guy, and you never even heard of it. Right. Well. Okay. I'm. There are people who There's are way more in the knowledge than me. I will right. say like I, I am I, like there are hardware people, keyboard, but this is more layouts. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, and it's, it's interesting because I'm because what was it? I'm actually converting the terminal keyboards to a more modern layout, but the, this is even more alien. Right. Um, he, he, he got it. Somebody in college was using it. He, well, he noticed it because this guy was using a, a Dvorak key set. And you can actually set windows to do this. It'll actually, it'll, it will actually input a Dvorak keyboard. So if you take a USB Dvorak keyboard and put it on there, you will literally be able to set your windows to actually acknowledge it. It's in there. That's crazy. And he swears by it. And I watched him type. He crushed it. Like he can't use a QWERTY keyboard anymore. He can't. Oh, he it's, can't? it's been like it's 15 just... years of using this. And, uh, and, that, and, and Barry's right. No, there no. wasn't a lot of high quality ones. There are ones. There is one on Amazon. It's, it's a USB one because 
what they do is they don't have actual QWERTY key, uh, Dvorak keyboards. They actually have ones that map the keys with stickers. It's kind of a janky situation, but oh, they actually have Dvorak keyboards, and you can check them out. And it, he he at first couldn't do it. He said it took him like about a good month to really start to really do it. And then now that he's done it for like 20 years, dude, he crushes typing. It's crazy. That, that's interesting. Well, and more power to you if it works for you. It's I guess it's kind of like – People who so like I for non work things or if I or if I don't need to be in a hurry while with what I'm doing on my computer like I like to use a trackball and so it's one of those things where I can see it's kind of similar with like somebody who's used a trackball for thirty years mm. is absolutely going to be better at it than on than on a mouse. Um, there's it, it, more power to you. It, it, it's crazy though. Like there's there are people who use these hyper minimalist keyboards where they're like. I just can't even like wrap my head around it. I, I'm still the guy who who needs to have a numpad because right. with my job, yeah, I, I love I, the numpad. I, yeah, right, and I love the numpad. Uh, but oh, it's it's fascinating seeing the people who use hyper minimalist ones because at this point, at one point, it's it's form over function. Than you know, and for me anyway. But you know, it's it's one of those things where those people swear by it enough people swear by it that it's a big movement i guess yeah so, and barry you know, and barry's with it he's an engineer and barry uses a trackball as well so i love that you found a little icon yeah there's actually an emoji for that like a track yes that there's actually there's also incredible. a community there's also a community for trackballs too so i actually towards the latter part of last year i was part of uh i i had contributed towards like a crowdfunding campaign for game ball which is basically a a trackball that was designed and manufactured in England. Well, it was designed here, but it was manufactured in England. But it's basically it's an it's an ambidextrous uh, gaming uh, trackball which has a, a really high end sensor in it. Okay, it works really well. And they're I think they're working on a right handed pro version, which I would love cause, cool. because. And then Shark Shark and I are old, so we had the old like ibm selectric where you had to like now now i guess my question is on the selectric three did it have the automatic like the correction fluid where it would shoot little jets or did you have to go old school like my when i learned how to type you actually had to take a piece of like you know correction paper and stick it between the keys and actually go back a space and hit it like my mom had two so she had the old ibm regular typewriter and if you wanted to go back and undo a word you actually had to take a little piece of correction paper stick it between the actual striking point and actually hit it right and then she got the i don't know if it was a selectric three or it might be in a four where it actually had a little jet would go and it would actually shoot onto the screen onto the actual paper you were typing on so, so that so that, that's how i learned to type when i was a kid and oh hey man like we're not we're oh i'm fuck, almost 50 right so that was it my mom was when my mom and she was always way faster on a typewriter than she ever was on a keyboard. My mom could crush a typewriter, and then the keyboard she wasn't very good at it. So there's an interesting thing about that. So those, I be, if I'm, I believe this is they used what's called IBM Beam Spring switches, which were basically the so so if you think about the Model M's, those were buckling spring switches. Then they had which uses a membrane. Then before them were the Model F's, which which were capacitive. So mm -hmm. those actually had NQ rollover, and they had like a PCB that they they touched down on. Then before that were beam spring, which were significantly taller, but they were they were what you used, and they were uh, like they were basically that transition point from 
typewriters to keyboards and there's and there there is a huge market for those beam spring keyboards they i mean they are chomps and and they're tall and they're humongous um but i see those go for thousands of dollars on ebay oh yeah yeah there's they're almost like antique collectibles now they are yeah i mean it's it's crazy i really wish i would have my head like the like the big huge like metal like case that you know had locks on it yeah, my mom. I I wish I would have had it because my mom. I mean, she. I used to watch her type on that when I was a little kid, and she would just. Yeah, she was great on that. The, it was fun. The funny thing with those on the, especially the key, the computer ones, is where where you have the the holdover from from typewriters is if you took your hand and you pressed it down on all of them at once, you could hear them the cylinder trying to catch up, going. I just remember when I was a kid, all the arms would go. And they would they would mangle in the middle. Yeah, kind of like oh. physically pull them back. And if you if you double stroke a key, yeah. even if you double strike it, right? Because if, if it came from both sides, it would kind of they would catch in the center, and you actually had to reach inside the, the housing and actually pull the, the armatures back to unlock. Yeah. Oh, so talking man, of keyboards, I kind of miss. I had a BlackBerry Bold, mm. and actually oh, yeah. typing on the BlackBerry Bold was brilliant. So and I was going to ask you. So well, how, you know the you know Unihertz has got you know the Titan and, and those. Yeah. Like, what do you, do you, you? I I can't get it. Like I said, because they don't they they even say on their website they're not certified for the network for ATT. But I I had a BlackBerry Key too for a while. I really like typing on that the physical keyboard. It's kind of fun actually. The the so when I I went on a trip this past weekend and I met a a, a friend who actually worked for BlackBerry back during the passport days. Mm-hmm. And and he was involved in a lot of like the the manufacturing of the of the tools that would manufacture them. So he was like a little further back in it, but he would work with the engineers. And and it was uh, uh, I am not related to Jim Rome, but well, I, we could do a genetics test and see if we wanted. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the uh, well, the funny thing is the fact I don't know that who I'm, he I'm is. How many people here know who Jim Rome is? Not. Yeah, I don't know who Jim Rome is. He's a sports commentator. He's he's awesome. Yeah, I, actually, I, I love Jim Rome. So it's funny. Shark and I are both kind of that. It's, <laughs> you, you really have to kind of be a sports kind of junkie to kind of know who Jim Rome is. I mean, he's pretty mainstream, but he's a sports. He guy, looks so. sharp. Oh yeah, yeah. Jim, Joe, Joe, Jim Rome shows. He has a podcast. Uh, Jim Rome, it, it's it's really good. He's talking. Yeah, you should check it if you like sports okay. at all, even peripherally. Check out his show. Hey, if he, he talks he about the, the the St. Louis Cardinals, then I'll then I'll watch. You he know. does, but he's he's a national sports guy. So oh, he talks oh about okay, yeah. yeah. The uh, uh, um, but yeah, that it it's uh, uh but yeah, thank you. I'm, I, I'm, and I'm sorry, but what what was I talking about before? <laughs> <laughs> your buddy who had worked with Bob Blackberry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was talking about Unihertz because I asked him because he so he had a BlackBerry Key One, and I was like, so what do you think about Unihertz? And then the first thing he says, they're gonna get sued. What <laughs> 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 think does BlackBerry sucks. even really? And do they even care about even protecting that IP anymore? It doesn't seem like they're I, that I don't know. I, at this point, Unihertz needs to license out the layout. Because mm. because the, the where the function keys are and the layout is kind of silly, and and I, I they need to just license it because yeah. and BlackBerry if they're not going to make anything then they just then they need to license it out or they just I need can't. to release it into the into the public domain and be done with it yeah so would you still have your yeah. your BlackBerry Joe do you still have that somewhere did you no like I said before I sell all my phones do you know what the only reason I got it so when I met my wife, right. she had a BlackBerry. Okay. 
Um, so I actually had, um, I can't remember what I had now. I think I had a nice HTC. I'm not long I had it as well. Yeah. I got rid of it just so I can do BB chat with her. <laughs> well, that's love. That's love, friend. isn't it? That's right. And that's a shame. That's funny. <laughs> now, did she have it through work or was it just a phone that she just, just used like personal use? I don't know. It was kind of trendy to have a, a Blackberry at the time. I think if you were a cool person, yeah, me, I was not, I didn't really get into the smartphone <laughs> game until like the, the galaxy S three. That was kind of like mm. where I kind of jumped. I think it's like the blue bubble thing. Like the BB chat was pretty big. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, back yeah. in the day, it was like that was the thing. Like you, it yeah. like was there like codes you had to like exchange codes and stuff like that, yeah. like BB codes. Yeah, you know what I set it up oh. with my work email as well, and it was excellent for email. Okay, yeah. So quick segue. Jim Rome was actually interviewing Chris. Um, oh god, what the hell? And I can't remember his name. So Chris Everett, right? He's a, so it was there was a is a is a quarterback, and there was a tennis player called Chris Everett, a woman, right? And I can't remember the, the quarterback's name. And in the show, he kept calling him Chris. And he kept saying, basically, you know, like basically saying he's a pussy. And uh, he said, call me Chris Everett one more time. He goes, Chris. And then Chris, the, the quarterback, comes out of the chair and like tries to punch Jim Rome in the face. If you actually look up Chris Everett, Jim Rome, you'll see the video. It's old. It's got to be 20 years old. And uh, he kept calling him Chris Everett. And just pissing this guy off. And he basically said, call me Chris one more time. And he just goes, Chris. <laughs> And this guy comes out of the fucking chair. It was pretty good. It's a pretty good, yeah. I absolutely, sharks man mentioned that. So, oh man. Oh. Well, but you know, you're not going to believe this, Andrew and Joe, but we're at the 52 minute mark already. Already? Hey, man. I, right. I, unless we're at like 1.5 replay speed, yeah, we're at 52. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't realize that uh, that my perceptions were set to fast forward. Well, that's okay. It's, it's it's you're you're amongst friends and you're amongst people who like and respect and and been part of our community and like I said like, for anybody who doesn't really know me and, and Joe and and Andrew really kind of like like I came into the group when during Wands streams right so that was kind of like that group where Matt and everybody so it was that you know, Wands I don't want to say Wands core of listeners because he has obviously hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff like that but that that group that always kind of showed up on the streams right Aditya mm-hmm. and you and Joe. And, and so that's kind of how this whole like little mini community started. And then we branched out and that kind of thing. So that's how I, I met Andrew and Joe and all those kind of folks. So, um, oh, yeah. so, so many cool people met through, through one. Th- yeah. And, and folks, if you have a chance, you know, on Mondays, um, I think it's 11, 11, well, Eastern nine wands time. So it'd be 10 o'clock. It's uh, all the SGG QA podcast. Obviously I always plug one because I, I, I honestly think, and real quickly, his commentary and his and his discussions on tech are criminally undervalued in this space. Definitely. It's really kind of mm-hmm. a shame because I think of all the people I've listened to, Juan really has the most cerebral and 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 fact based reasons why he has the, the the feelings about the tech he does, and he will explain those. And not so high level, he will really bring them down to like where people can really discuss it. So I really think that actually. Juan is probably one of the most comprehensively solid tech commentators that there are out there about audio, about video, about phones, and, and everything else. So if you obviously everybody in this chat is probably aware of him. If you're not, you well, know, he, he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. And he's also just a stand-up person. Yeah, just generally a, a good dude. So and that's oh, yeah. why I think that's why it's nice because most of the people in that chat are good like-minded people mm-hmm. and so that's why i appreciate it. so that's why we you know and i've had a, a long-standing relationship with both joe and, and, and 
and Andrew are here. And so it, it just made sense that, you know, I, I and I actually kind of missed talking to Andrew and having him on the show. So I'm, I'm glad we can um, kind of get him on. This, uh, I'm going to hang out with you guys too. So yeah, so, this, has absolutely. Been, this has been wonderful. Love doing it. Yeah, and uh, Barry, yeah. thanks, Barry, for saying basically it's every Monday at, at noon Eastern. So, yeah, check that out. Um, also, check us out. And if Andrew ever gets into the, back into his streaming game, check him out. You know, all that kind of stuff. I don't. I point. It's always the wrong thing. So I, I, I'm not good at that. Hey, if you want to hear it, click on this link here in the chat. I don't care. I don't care. About Sam, before we go, we better say um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yeah, happy Mom's Day for, for anybody in the United States. Coach Joe doesn't know what day it is in the UK. It's on a Sunday. No. It's, it's, on been, a Sunday. it's been and gone. I'm looking forward to Father's Day now. Really? Don't we care? <laughs> Here's the thing, dude. Well, I, I'm a father, so I, I'm saying this from a completely biased point of view, but nobody gives a shit about us. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think well, Mother's Day is like one of the top three holidays like as far as like engagement in the world. And I think Father's Day, I think, is ninth. Or t- I think it's behind really? Arbor Day of all fucking things. So I mean, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> so you know, because guys are like, I don't, I don't really know what Arbor Day is. And, and to be perfectly oh, fair, I don't care about trees. Father's Day necessarily. I, you know, my daughters, I'm just like, look, here, you want a Father's Day gift? Just, just be good stewards and good humans and good people to the world, right? And just kind of listen to what Dad says, sorta about your life. That's all. That would be my gift. And my girls, because who turned 21 this year, by the way, they both turned oh, 21. I know. It's That's crazy, it's, isn't it? I know it's 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 stunningly crazy. So anyway, oh wait, hold hold on, stand by. It's March twenty seventh. That's right. Thanks to That's my wife, one. she told yeah. Mother's Day in the UK. So you missed it. Good job, Joe. No, I it didn't was, miss it. No, it's it gone. Was, it was in spreading March. spreading the good vibes for Mother's Day International. Right, we're, so we're preloading it. for That's next it. March twenty right fifth ish. Every day is Mother's Day. Oh, nice kick save. And they have kick saves in England. I don't think they do like they like diving goalie save, whatever, right? So hey, yeah. What the fuck what is happening with your lights? You're like dark. What the the sun's gone. The sun's gone. <laughs> the sun just disappeared. It just you know? went. Oh, I'm saying like we start the show and there's Joe, and all of a sudden as like the show's going, it's like Joe's like, I mean, he can't really <laughs> see the motherfucker. He's like, he's like you're hanging out. You can see his hair. Kind of, and his eyeball, and his front, and his cheeks. That's it. You can see that actually. The Enterprise went. The Enterprise went around the other, the opposite side of the Earth. Went to the dark side of the Earth. Oh, yeah. Slingshot the moon. Is that what we're doing? We're gonna slingshot it. Is that what we're doing? Mm. Little little Star Trek four for you, folks. Yeah, check that out. By the way, (laughs) no, technically they were slingshotting around the sun, so there was always the sunlight. Okay, you know what? You always gotta be all about details. Hey, I don't have a life. It's okay. You know. Can you let me have my life? And I'm like, yeah, it's close enough. Right? Sun, moon, Earth, whatever. Fuck it, Mars. You know, Earth and fire, you know. Yeah, yeah it's okay. So, so I heard Uranus is bigger than Earth. Ooh, oh, I heard it's green, too. Nice burn. Very good. <laughs> that was a very good burn. I appreciate that. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's another topic for another time. we got to get Andrew on again because we're going to talk about the whole – yeah, definitely. There's we so won't have we want to have an, an expanded discussion about everything. It's funny because forty five minutes really doesn't get to it. Actually, one of these days, we're gonna me and you, Joe. We're gonna have like we're gonna early like noon. We're gonna have like a marathon, Joe. We're gonna go yeah, do a world experience like one of those three and a half hour, four hour things where everybody can go. Wow! After twenty minutes, I'm tapping out. These people are absolute fucking knobs. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I hey, I'd be up for for doing that. Like it, well, I mean, quantity it, of speech is not something I struggle to attain. And here's so. the funny thing: that might not even. Be, uh, we would actually record the show and just upload it, just 
for giggles. But I know he's talking people have these marathon like streaming sessions. I would love to do one of those one time and just see it and just let it rip for like three or four hours. That would be oh, cool. See, I did that yeah, when I was yeah, putting yeah. together the keyboard. It was almost six hours and I had everything working except yeah. for the five number five on the number row. And so I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Well, and it's funny because it, it tells me a joke about irregular phones. Stephen Wright used to do a bit about – he goes, I bought an irregular phone. It didn't have a 7 on it. He, and he met up a buddy. He goes, how come you haven't called me anymore? He was like, I can't call you anymore. My phone doesn't have a 7 on it. And it, there's another part of the bit, and I can't remember it now. It's it's funny. So, anyways, he bought an irregular phone. didn't have a 7 on it, right? So, it's funny. So oh, man. Jo- jokes Pat, jokes that, that only work in the past now. Oh yeah. Well, no, this, right. these are pretty good. Stephen Wright stuff. Some of this stuff is pretty good. He talked about like, he, uh, he talked about, I used to work for the company that made fire hydrants, but you couldn't park anywhere near the place. It's shit like that. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It's a little deadpan, but anyway, so, well, Joe, um, I would like to say what you have going on, but I mean, I don't, I can't even see you practically. It's, it's, yeah, it's I, rather I just lost you both as well for a second. Oh, well. I missed that last. Um, that's okay I, it, you didn't miss anything it's just me running my mouth at the end of the show so we're at the oh, one hour mark so hydrants, what? we're here and so and andrew it, you know i realize you know this is it's a tough day for all of us like i said for for what you had going on with it's mother's day and you know i realize what you know the situation with everything that's going on and for those out there you know happy mother's day we appreciate you coming on and listening to the show live if you have a chance download the show on google podcast apple podcast spotify whatever your podcatcher is. And we really appreciate you coming on and spending time and actually looking quite professional. We really appreciate that because we're, we're very not much that here. Thank you. Well, don't, you don't, yeah. Like I'm probably, I'm wearing pajama pants under this. So I was going to say, I didn't even feel wearing pants at all. I'm just saying, because you can get away with that back. It's just, it could be boxer shorts, you know, whitey tighties. It's fine. Whatever. It's it's a basement. So it's a little chilly. So, you know, there you go. Well, you know, that's, that's cool. So, Joe, anything else before we close? Because before the light totally fades and you like have an eclipse and then we can't see you at all. Well, I'll just stick with the um, Star Trek thing. Live long and prosper. I can actually do that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. There you go. So again, Andrew, thanks for coming on. We would like to have yeah, you on again. We'll, we'll we'll reach out to you and we'll we'll talk more about what's going on in your life and the world of tech and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, I'm a call away, and I'd be I would love the chance to be on again with you guys and talk more. Absolutely. Definitely so fun. that so that's the Nomad Tech Project for Sunday, May eighth, twenty twenty two. We appreciate you guys coming on, listening, and participating. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much for showing up. Download the podcast, and for myself, for Joe Hickey and Andrew, thanks for coming on the show. Enjoy your check. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Love your faces, and we'll see you next Sunday. Goodbye.